Are you ready to get your education business off the ground in 2024? Olivia and I have an amazing opportunity for you at Educate with Influence. Picture this, transforming your passion into a thriving education business, connecting with like-minded educators and receiving exclusive mentorship from industry experts who have been in the educator and influencer fields for over 10 years. We want to help hairstylists, salon owners, and anyone in the beauty industry create more freedom, more revenue, and more opportunities. Educate with Influence is the complete program that you need to get started. But here's the catch. You have to act fast because for the first time ever, we are offering a 12-month payment plan. For an entire year, you can get access to Educate with Influence, time with me and Olivia to help grow your business, and 12 amazing mastermind calls with other educators, all for only $100 a month. So what's in it for you? Let's break it down. When you register before January 1st, you'll get one-year access to Educate with Influence. You'll be able to dive into a full curriculum designed to empower you and help you conquer that imposter syndrome that's holding you back and help you bring all of your gifts to the world. You'll also gain access to 12 coaching calls where you're going to be able to connect, share, and learn with other educators who are just as passionate as you are. You'll be able to ask questions and get help building your programs and marketing your programs throughout the entire journey. You'll also have mentorship with me and Olivia. If you guys didn't know, Olivia and I have been in this field for a really long time and we have learned so much. We've made so many mistakes. We have had so many different experiences and we really want to help people have an easier way of doing the things that we've done and have a quicker way of achieving all of the amazing gifts that this industry has to offer. So my question to you is this, why are you going to wait another year to start working on your education business? Make 2024 the year that you dedicate to really turning this into something that's a reality. Make 2024 your year of impact. Secure your spot now and commit to one year of growth, learning, and building your legacy. This is the opportunity you've been waiting for, so don't let it slip away. Visit EducateWithInfluence.com and seize this opportunity before it's gone. Remember, you only have until January 1st to sign up for this amazing, amazing offer. You can sign up anytime and pay in full, but for the first time ever, we're offering the 12-month payment plan for only $100 a month. Join the movement because together we are bridging the gap between educator and influencer, helping provide new opportunities to everyone in the beauty industry. Hope to see you there. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Gina Bianca podcast, where we talk about life, business, entrepreneurship, the beauty industry, and beyond. My name is Gina Bianca, life and business coach, salon owner, educator, mastermind mentor, and your host of the Gina Bianca podcast. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Gina Bianca podcast. I am here again with my business partner and great friend, Olivia Thompson, aka OMG Artistry. She is an incredible person in my life, and she is the co-founder of Educate with Influence. Hey, Olivia. Hello. We are here to talk about today, is there a stigma with being called an influencer? And we're also going to talk about if you are an influencer or want to be an influencer, what do you need to prepare to pitch yourself to brands? So we're going to talk about a pitch deck and what should be on it. So 
Olivia, when you, I've been in so many business meetings with you and we've had so many great conversations and I've watched you teach. And like something that I just love about you is you're just like, yes, I'm an influencer. Like you just own and say that. And I see like so many TikToks and like just people being like haters and being like, oh, influencer. Is there a stigma with being an influencer? Like what, how do you, like you embody that? Like you have so many brand deals, you do all these different things. And it's literally, in my opinion, a division of every marketing company that exists now. So why is there a stigma with it? Or is there, what do you think about it? So when I hear the word influencer, right, it's kind of like people laugh at it and then they become it and then it's a norm. It's just like the word uh, I'm an artist or I'm an actress. Like influencer is just a common denominator word now. Now, do people make fun of the one side of influencer that's just very cheesy and tacky and all that stuff? Yeah, but like if you think about that type of side, that is a part of it. But to be a true influencer and to own the space is I'm here to help other people give them recommendations. I am here to do my hair hacks that if you only have five minutes in the morning and you remember one of my videos, my job is complete, right? That is my why. And that is why I do not mind calling myself an influencer. My full title is influencer content creator. Now, content creator, the reason why I call myself that is because of my videography background. Like I'm trained, you know, in creating storyboards, producing days. So I like to actually put those two together just to give a little bit of credence to uh, my history and my craft of taking those classes. I love that you said that you're like, if you remember this, then my job is done. Like your job is literally serving your audience, whether that be with recommendations or tutorials or whatever those things may be. And like, you know, you could do it for free, but you've monetized it. Yeah. And, and also too, you know, the, if you're a look at me, pick me, I don't look at you as an influencer, right? I look at you as more a model. An influencer, you could be an influencer model, right? But if you're not recommending products and you're not influencing, you're not an influencer. Do you get what I'm saying? There's a big distinction if you really want to classify it. A hundred percent. It's like, how do you, I think being an influencer, like a huge part of that is having that engaged audience that trusts you. And like, as much as there's like a stigma and people like will say, like, oh, she's an influencer or whatever. I think a lot of that comes from jealousy. You know, mm -hmm. they're jealous because they couldn't or didn't or wouldn't. Um, but I always go back to the fact that every marketing department in the world now has a budget for influencer marketing. Correct. Correct. So it's like, are you going to, if that, if you're already with an engaged audience, are you going to monetize that? Right? Like if that's something basically, if, if that's something that you want to do, are you going to monetize it and kind of step into that role? You know, it's, it's interesting because my whole theory for as long as I can remember up until maybe this past year has been, 
I don't want my audience to pay for anything. And this is like so vulnerable, what I'm about to say. I don't want my audience to pay for anything. If I'm getting paid, I want it to be from the distributor, from the brand, from the, the show, from whatever, you know? I just wanna provide $3.99 information to the end user, because guess what? I wanna hold on to my audience. I wanna see that they have value, right? So I'm gonna take all of this where my audience is and then go to the brand distributor show and just be like, this is what I have. Done it for so many years. Never did affiliate marketing, never promoted my Amazon page, never was like purchase link in bio here ever. But you know what I noticed? People now, and you're, you're going to see it so much on my page, people want to buy. They want to, they want the recommendations, you know, and, and by the way, Amazon Influence Program, you make like a dollar, like it's not even like a lot of money. But if I could get same thing too, what I had just said, like if you learn something from me, if you're using a product that you love and it makes your hair better, it makes your skin better, you're using a green juice, whatever it is, if it makes it better, I'm not, I'm not a con man. I only genuinely work and talk about things that I like and that I personally use on myself or I drink or I eat or whatever it is. It's integrity. Like my integrity with any brand or company that I've ever worked with is so strong to the umpteen that I would rather lose money than lose integrity. Yeah. You could tell when you sell out too, you know, I agree with you completely. Like when you said you want everything to be free for the end user, that was one of the main reasons, um, I wanted to work with color companies and brand companies, uh, or hair companies because they pay me and I can create free content. You know, I love that. And then my audience just got to benefit from it. Uh, like doing tutorials for their website, just like, I love providing free, educa free education to hairstylists and working with brands was just a great way to do that. Do you feel like affiliate? I mean, I mean, I already know the answer, but it's like people, you said everything kind of changed this year. People buy differently. Like 99% of what I buy is online. But it's like, okay, so let me explain that portion of it with why I started doing affiliate. Any company that I work with that is offering like, oh, well, would you like to do affiliate? I've always said no forever. My thought process is differently now. You better discount the end user. I will take a percentage out of, let's say they're, let's just say they're giving me 20%. I'd be like, nope, give them 10% off and then get me 10. Because I want an offer for my end user that they can't get from anybody else. You get what I'm saying? Totally. So that was my compromise with it all, with affiliate. And for my page right now, I'm, I'm talking about salon decor. I'm talking about like foil printers and like all this like crazy gadgety stuff. Cause I love gadgety stuff. I love to buy things. And people are like, that is so cool because guess what? I'm tired of just posting about hair. <laughs> like I'm trying to find different ways to engage the audience, but still stay in my realm. And that's what I love about the beauty industry is you can go in so many different avenues and get you, and I could bounce back into a hair hack, you know, like so what would you say to somebody who's like, maybe they have been building an audience and they have an engaged audience and people are asking them for recommendations and maybe they want to be an influencer, but they feel like people will make fun of them. Okay. 
like like my whole might just wants to like come through the screen and the, and the audio right now. You need to do the inner work if you really feel that way. Like whatever your misconception, whatever your internal belief, you have so much more work to do than jumping on a camera before you can really wrap your mind around this. Okay. Who's that person you're thinking about at the top of your head? Block them or let them watch. Right? People aren't watching as much as you think they are. Okay. They're going to look at your page. People are so wrapped up in themselves that a video that you make, oh my God, they're going to talk about it. No such thing as bad press. Right? But you have to try. Stop being so selfish. If you have information in your brain, and you can't get over yourself to just say the information to help someone else out, what are you doing? Right, Gina? Yeah. I mean, I always say just get over yourself because you're doing it for free anyway. You, like you're doing it for free. And I just think that like, there's always going to be haters. And we're going to talk about that on our next episode. We're going to talk about like how to deal with those trolls and those haters and everything. But I just wanted to talk to you about it because you always are just like, yeah, I'm an influencer. And like, I just feel like there's like negativity associated with it from people who are just jealous or, and who could never. And I just really think like it's 20 about to be 2024. And this is a huge part of every marketing department. So why feel bad? Why feel any type of way besides excited about the new opportunity available, especially in our industry? Like if you have a cosmetology license and skills, you can monetize that part of your social media. I have an idea. Be the difference. Meaning... If you want to be a recommendation machine and or do the hacks or talk about whatever, and you hate to be classified as an influencer, right? Because you have a, you have a bad stigma against it. Be the difference. I am the difference. I'm not this traditional look at me influencer. I am the difference. So we need more people like you that don't want to be like the bad stigma. So why don't we increase the good stigma to decrease the bad stigma? Be the difference. Totally. And if you're just serving your audience, what's bad about that? Totally. I think a lot of us just need to get out of our own way. Yep. And just have the confidence of like, I'm monetizing this. I'm getting paid from this. I have an opportunity here. I'm going to jump on it. Yeah. And just genuinely really like the product or whatever you're talking about, or let it be sincere because then you're a con man or woman. And that's where, and that's where imposter syndrome comes in. I'm telling you true facts. There's been times that I thought that I was going to enjoy something that I was in the process of filming and it, the product just wasn't working. And I had to call him and tell him, be like, Hey, like, I love you guys. I want to build you a relationship, but send me something else because this doesn't, this is not translating on camera. And this is my reputation. I'm not going to sell somebody on a product or a, a service or a tool or something that doesn't work. Yeah. I feel like as an influencer, you don't have many chances. No, you don't. And it's pretty stressful. You know, like you said, it is your reputation and you don't have many chances to recommend something bad. 
So I'm super protective too of like stuff that I put out there on my page because I do value, I'm an influencer too. I consider myself more of an educator because I do more education in my day-to-day life, but having the reach that I do, I have influence and there's power in influence. So I'm super protective of my audience and the trust that they have in me. I, I like to classify it as influencers are, they, they kind of live in three different realms. There's so many realms, but let me just like lay out these ones. There's entertainment, visibility watching, right? Education, and then inspiration. So you don't have to be selling a product to, you could be an influencer and you could literally just be influencing people to do things or to motivate them. So know that there's a whole division of influencers that just motivate people and inspire them. I mean, that's the real definition to be influential in anything that you do and practice your influence. Meaning what I do is at the salon, okay? Let's say I'm talking about, I'm about to put a product in their hair. This is how I practice and I can nail every live, every on stage, everything, because I use my clients to practice. I say, hey guys, I'm gonna be, hey guys, <laughs> Susie. <laughs> Susie. That's um, the most be- influencer thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, actually, can we can we talk about hey guys on the next episode? Yes. I, I And I wanna tell you my new intro of what I do now. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Susie, I'm about to put in this leave-in conditioner in your hair. It's going to help with the detangle. It's up to 450 degrees, um, heat protection. It's also going to last up to 72 hours, and it's going to help with frizz and humidity. It's amazing, right? Oh, let's talk about something else. I know my product, my spiel, down to a pat, and I practice it every single day on all of my clients. When I'm recommending the product to a friend, Amanda, Oh my God, did you know that this product will prevent humidity inside of your hair for up to 72 hours? And also it's a thermal protection and it's a dry heat spray. That is why, because on the off season, I am constantly practicing for game time, always. That's influential, but it comes so naturally because I believe in the product or the tool or the service. Practice makes perfect, baby. Yep. I love it. So if you are an influencer and you want to start working with brands, one way that you can get in front of these brands is to pitch yourself. I think using the products that you love and like promoting them for free is a great way to get your foot in the door because you're already using them and you're already kind of showcasing them the content that you could be delivering on a more regular basis. Right. But if you're working with an agent or if you're pitching yourself with brands and you are, you know, booking meetings to try to get yourself in front of these people or get these contracts, you need a pitch deck. So tell everybody what a pitch deck is first, and then we'll kind of talk about things to think about adding to it. So in the, the model world, they call it like, or an actor world, they call it like a media kit, 
which AKA is pitch deck. Okay. So a pitch deck is basically something that you present to the brand to show them who you are, what you do, how you do it, and what you want for it. Long and short. Okay. Wait, say that slower. Oh, you're going to make me remember it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just made it at the top of my head. But like, so we yeah, are. just sit for, for someone listening who's never like heard of a pitch deck or whatever, you're basically just pitching yourself to these brands. So what is it made of? Who you are, what you do, how you do it, and what you want for it. Facts. How long should a pitch deck be? When you are just getting started, I would do anywhere from two to three pages. Minimum. Um, I'm going to pull up mine right now. Let's tell you how long mine is. My, I had like a 40 page one once. I have a 35 page pitch deck. And the only reason why I have that, like it's my main media kit is what I call it because I have, I can offer so many services, whether it's a stage, a zoom, Amazon, like to know it podcasts, uh, social media. Like, so I have over time have created so many different services that I just like now, like I will take that whole thing and I'll just like plug and play what I need for whatever situation that I'm in. So I would recommend having a main media kit as you build out for whatever that situation is, just so you could have it as a template and then kind of take those pages from there to uh, uh, customize whatever the situation is. I love it. I think that if you're just starting out with this, like Um, being a part of educate with influence, we do live sessions and we would love to help you with your pitch decks. Like I would love to look at it or help you kind of build one out. Like I love stuff like that. And I'm sure Olivia, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm sure you'd love to help someone with their pitch deck. Love it. Yeah. We like live for this kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, but if you, if you need help with it, you have us, but like, you know, going on Canva, if you don't have any skill set with Canva, it's a great app to learn about. Um, and to use, it's just like a literal graphic designer for free. It's the best. Um, but you can put something together on Canva, but I wouldn't start pitching it until you have somebody look at it because you want to make sure that you have good pricing on there. And how do you determine your price? So I determine my price always based on, I mean, I've done it so many different ways. Like sometimes I'll change my price based on if I really want to work with them or not. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, I'll base my price on, uh, you know, what if they're a smaller or bigger company? Like if I know that they're a, ma- a massive company and I know how badly they want to work with me, the price might be a little higher, you know? So you really have to know, like, based on it's based on situational. Yeah, I agree. That I use... So um... I hate vague answers, but it really is customizable to the situation. Yeah. I think if you're new to being an influencer, it would not hurt you to make an account on social blue book. Have you used social blue book before? So Mm -hmm. I like social blue book to just give a base rate. And then, you know, I might be working with a smaller company who's awesome and who treats me really, really well. And I might say like, okay, like four reels is 3,500 each or whatever. And I might say, okay, I will do this price for them, but I'll at least know a starting rate based on some type of software because every company is using software to look into what your value is. 
And also you have to consider, like you almost like have to get a feel. It also depends if you're pitching them or if they're pitching you to work with you. Because if a company, I'll just give an example. Well, we should talk about both. If a company is coming to me, I need to see what they need and where they want to fit me into their content. So a reel could look very different. Again, if I'm talking to camera, if I'm not talking to camera, if I need a model or if it's on me, if it's, if it's consumer, if it's pro. So that price variation takes a lot into play. Now, let's just say I want to get my foot in the door. I want to do a reel. I would work in increments of 500. So take that into consideration, take that in consideration of, I'm just going to say a price because I don't have the standard on pricing, but I'm just going to say a price. If you are 10,000 and under plan on like 500 a reel, let's just say that if you are really broad 10 to 50,000, a thousand a reel, and then kind of go in like 50 to a hundred, go up 500 past a hundred to 150 go and start going in 500 increments. That's how I would base it. And, and, and this is just from brands that I've worked with, um, influencers that have sent me their media kits and I created them for them. That's kind of what we were based off of, um, agencies that I've worked with that, what they're asking. So, um, also I have created contracts for huge magazines for their influencer programs. And that's kind of the price structure of what they were looking for. Also working for distributors and what the prices they were paying us. So that's kind of like a base. Yeah, I think, to- I think but- like that's a good base to go off of a following. But if you have a smaller following and a crazy amount of engagement, social blue book yourself because you might be you might think, well, I only have 50k followers, or I only have 20k followers, but your engagement rate is insane. Like I've seen some, like I follow some people and their engagement rate is outrageous. Like they have a small amount of followers, but the amount of engagement their posts are getting is insane. That's going to affect the price too. And it's like you have the confidence to like show up to a meeting and be like, yeah, these are my blue book rates. I've said that in multiple meetings and they're like, oh, okay. Cause they're going to run them anyway. And it's like, if you know the numbers, a lot of people go into meetings and they don't know the numbers and then they'll just take whatever offer is given to them when they don't really know like what their value truly is when it comes to their posts. I would like to, um, include some things that should be in the media kit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, your photo, a good photo that represents you that also works with the brand. Let me explain. I talk about this in Educate with Influence. I talk about photo psychology. If this brand is um, like kind of like sensual and they have a lot of blacks and they, you know, you kind of want to emulate that character, right? Maybe you're working for a brand that is really happy and they're everybody, all the models are smiley. Like you kind of want to emulate that too, right? But of course, through your authenticity, and I hope you'd only work with the brand that matches your brand. Okay. I just want to clarify that photo, a blurb about yourself, Gina, she's the queen of ChatGPT. You can get a bio together in moments of what you wanted to say. And then, um, I would start putting your numbers on there 
So hopefully you're a, a creator page. So you know what uh, your uh, dynamic is when it comes to your following, uh, male versus female, um, your engagement, all of those numbers that they offer for you. Location, location is huge, by the way. Um, and then of course, you wanna put in your service menu, which is the services that you have to offer. And whether that be uh, a few things that I have in my service menu. Gina, do you wanna name off maybe some of yours? Well, I think what you said earlier is really important too. Like pricing should also be based on how much work it's going to take. Like it used to be really easy for me to do a color contract, but I don't currently do hair behind the chair full time anymore. So like doing a color contract would be so easy because I'm doing hair every day. I could just shoot content all day, every day. Now to do a color contract, I have to book model days and I really truly don't want to do hair. So, um, I'd rather focus on business and our education program and my mastermind group and all of that. So my rates like doubled, if not tripled to do a color sponsorship. So, um, it really kind of goes into what your day to day looks like or what you want it to look like. Like if you're doing color all day, every day, the price might be different than someone like me who would have to book models to do that. Just like, just a thought. Um, in my uh, service menu is I put photo or giveaway um, is the same price reels and then I put one minute video, which is more money, and then I put talking to camera video, which is more money. I put uh, one hour live I do a takeover like a story takeover um, a three frame IG story I do email marketing. And then I will do a blog write up. So that's just like a general service menu of things that I have. And sometimes it gets a little bit more specific. From yeah, there. mine has like day rate, half day, podcast, podcast series, um, reels, photos, stories, um, just all of that media. Like any media that you put out should be, should have a price on it, to be honest. And don't even like, don't even like think too much about it. You know, I mean, put time and effort and energy into it. Right. But like, if it's going to take you time should be charged. Right. So just give yourself a, I like that you put blog write up all of that. And so I have a service menu and then I have services offered. So my services offered are influencer strategy, content creating, social media strategy, affiliate advertising, uh, representation at events, offline and online education, contract consulting, branding, consumer engagement, and online shop strategies. So those are like, like that's very broad in the services that I do, but like I offer them. So if you're interested, we can do that too. Do you get what I'm saying? But I'm not going to give you a price for that because that's anything that you can't put a price on, you shouldn't if it's more entailed. Like influencer strategy, like that is so broad, you know, and then if they need a pitch deck for that, I'll obviously build one out for that, which is what I'm saying is a little more advanced. So we're talking and we've gone from like 101 to 202 and now we're talking like 303 right now, <laughs> just so you guys know. So do not feel stressed and pressured from the things that we're talking about. I just want to make sure we're meeting all audiences that are listening to this right now. Yeah. And then like four, 400 is when you really get into negotiations. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot, um, there's levels to it. Another thing that I like to do in a more advanced mode is get reviews from companies that you have worked with. 
um, testimonials are really great to just like include inside of uh, your media kits as well. In social proof, like I have been uh, working with companies for a while. And if I'm not currently signed, but I'm doing a campaign, what I will do is I will screenshot every single DM that comes into my DM of the, of someone asking me a question about the product because I'm answering that question. So like I was working with a company and I was getting 15 to 20 DMS a day of questions and I'm spending my time answering those questions, which is not paid. Right. So you have to think about that kind of stuff too. I also had a company I was working with and they wanted to pay me X amount of dollars. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, and they wanted X amount of days from me, uh, 30 days. And I was just like, okay. They also wanted me to post five posts a month. And I was like, okay, so five posts a month is a minimum of an additional X. And they're like, we usually don't pay for social posts. Those are just always included. And I was like, that's not going to work for me because my day rates already discounted. So I had to go through and negotiate with them my content deliverables because otherwise I would be doing a whole other job for free. So those kinds of things, when you get to like a different level, when you start working with brands, those are the kind of things that you want to think about. Because if you're not getting paid for your content, there is a value associated with those. Could I bang out five reels in five minutes? Sure. I can make it work. They won't be as good as if I put a lot of time, effort and energy into them. But like still, if you social blue book my reels, they're $3,500. So why should those be for free? So your day rates, your social content, the time you spend responding to people, especially if there's new launches and all of that stuff, it's really, really, really important to have an idea of what those things cost. You know, I have a day rate as an independent educator. And when I work with brands, that day rate gets diminished. It's so low in comparison, but I also would have guaranteed money, right? So there's a give and take, right? I agree. I'm going to, I'm going to back us up to 101 really quickly. Let's say you've never worked for a brand before. How do you do that? So what I would recommend doing and what people ask me all the time, if they have like no connection, no nothing like Olivia, where do I even get started? Invest, invest in the actual product. You pay for it yourself, what, or it's a tool or it's a system or whatever it may be, whatever you're trying to talk about color and start creating content start creating content like the content that they post on their page there's some people who will say not to do this though it's okay but like it's like you shouldn't do anything for free but like even starting my education business i taught for free starting my hair business i did hair for free you know like sometimes to get your foot in the door you do have to do a little bit of guerrilla marketing and that means doing stuff for free i'm a full supporter in that. So me saying do things for free matches my why, because I'm here for the audience, right? You only got five minutes during the day to watch one of my hair hacks. My life is complete. I feel happy. That is my purpose for being online. So what meets my why is if I want to work with a company and create a relationship, chances are I already like the product anyways, right? That that matches my integrity. 
but now I'm going to be more intentional and more purposeful in my video to show this company that I love them and I want to work with them. So what do I do? How do I, what's my research? I go to their page and I look at the product. I look at the tool, whatever it is that they're posting about and how their current influencers or hairstylists are talking about that product. I'm going to emulate that because there's nothing worse than trying to fit your brand into a pre-existing brand. It's like putting a square into a circle, right? You kind of got to scovel it out a little bit in order to customize if you want to work with them, right? If they want to work with you, they got to scovel out. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, that was like part for me. Like I always had like the brick background and a lot of the brands I worked with had a white background. So I had to like, when I was like trying to put myself in front of these brands, I started posting more with a white background because they would actually feature my work. It would fit their brand. So it, it does take a little bit of that. You have to be, you don't have to switch your whole identity, but you have to be sister brands with the company. Yes. That you want to work with. Doesn't that's why they call it on brand. Like it has to, it has to work, but this is why it's important to associate yourself with companies that you identify with because it becomes so easy to because to become a sister brand with the culture of that community, what their mission is, how they create content, right? Every brand that I work with, I'm so aligned with, but that's why it works. And that's why it's worked for so long because I'm so aligned. Okay. So anyways, go to their page, Start creating content like that. Feature the product within the first three seconds. Did you hear what I just said? Feature the product within the first three seconds. That's all you got for if they feature the page to see. Don't put the product at the end. Don't put it in the middle. First three seconds. And then you're going to not only tag them, you're going to send them in a direct message. You're going to message them, okay? If you could find out if there are people on that team, find the team members, tag them in that video that work for that company as well, get as many eyes on that content as absolutely possible and start creating relationships from there. That's what I would do. As a step one, I wanna work with this company. Is there anything you wanna add to that, Gina? Well, I wanted to ask you, are you tagging any other brands in that post? Absolutely not, absolutely not. I'm even talking like if you're trying to poach like a, a distributor, a distributor, be very aware. If you want to, if you want to work with one, don't try to work with three brands at the same time. Only post about that one brand for that month is what I call it. Like for that month, make that brand right. If there's like three brands you really like, that month focus only on that one color company. Next month, you can focus on a few other things because you're just kind of putting your eggs and planting your seeds and stuff like that. But if there's somebody you really like, I would go hard in the paint and go for it. Yeah, a lot of people will be like, I don't know why this brand doesn't promote me. I've been using their brand for four years. And I'm like, well, you tag eight other brands in each post. So why would they feature it? They can't be promoting their competition. You know, so it's something to think about. You want to do like that exclusive content. I agree. Um, And then the next steps would be creating the relationship, talking back and forth, go to their page and start liking and commenting on their stuff. It's like, everyone's like, oh my God, me, 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 me. No, be a servant to what you want, right? 
help them out, create engagement for their page, share other of their videos on your stories, support them in any way you can. If they have a class in the area, go buy a ticket. I bet you the social media person is there. I bet you someone who's in charge, go to the hair shows, go to their booth, like support them. Guys, I have stalked every company that I have worked for. I am a stalker because when I want something, I put my entirety towards it to get it. Like blinders on, dude. Yeah, it's not just a miracle. Yeah. People think it's just like happens, but in reality, like you have to go out and get it. It's not going to be handed to you. Yeah. When opportunity meets preparation, well, the op- putting yourself in a position for opportunity is also very important. Showing up is very important, whether that's online or in person. 100%. And it's so much easier now on social media, even though it is more saturated. But like a lot of people didn't have the resources to get to New York City for the hair show or to get here for the hair show. Like today, almost anybody can do it. And we're going to talk in our next episode about what's holding people back. So I'm really excited for that. This was so good, Olivia. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for listening. If you're interested in learning more about this field in the beauty industry, becoming an educator with influence or becoming an influencer, you know, all of it, we are so ready to help you with. So go ahead and visit www.educatewithinfluence.com for more information. And Olivia, thank you so much again. Love you and see you on the next one.